Tune in weekly and listen to the Collateral Damage Podcast, where Michael Wilson and Maureen Kavanaugh host a variety of special guests to discuss topics and available services that will help you learn about the impact that substance use has on our lives, our families, and on our communities nationwide. Episodes and listening information can be found at www.cdpodcast.com. You can also search for Collateral Damage Podcast on your favorite listening platforms or watch previous and future episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Collateral Damage. My name is Mike Wilson. I'm here with my co-host, Maureen Kavanaugh. Hello there, Michael. Hi. And uh, we are in our new studio, which we're trying out for Collateral Damage. You like it? I like it a lot. Yep. (laughs) And uh, so today we have a special guest, uh, Bonnie Peterson uh, from uh, up in York, Maine. And it says here that you are an EFT tapping practitioner, which I'm dying to hear about. And I, I know our listeners are as well. And so thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, Thank course. you. And uh, so, so you and Maureen know each other? We do. You do? Okay. We do, yeah. yeah. And so she probably knows more about you than I do uh, and our listeners. But I was wondering, uh, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this, and then maybe you can help us understand what it is exactly that you do. Sure. So that's... Okay, so let's get into it. So <laughs> I know it's a lot because a lot has happened in my life and to get me to where I am today, and it's uh, quite a journey. So... Um, so, so it's okay to tell my story? It is, yeah, yes. please do. Okay. Love to hear it. Okay, because it's what got me here today. So, um, and I'll keep it brief, of course. I'm not going to go into every detail, but you guys can read in between the lines. Mm-hmm. So, um, I am the oldest of three sisters, two brothers. Um, both parents are addicts. Mm-hmm. So, I was brought up right away in uh, chaos and confusion. Um, my dad was in and out of jail. My mom, uh, you know, had to take a step back. She couldn't quite mother. She had to take care of her own stuff. So she wasn't, she did not raise me. Um, My brother and I, my brother's two years younger than me. Um, He's in recovery right now. Um, And he, um, uh, yeah, so he's, he's doing well. He's doing well right now, which is, which is awesome because I actually thought I was going to lose. I thought I was going to lose him, you know, at one point. So that's a whole nother story. But um, anyway, him and I were in a foster home. Um, when we were, he was just a baby. I was, I mean, he was under one. I was about, we're only two years apart. Um, and so we ended up in a foster home for a few years and that was part of our experience. Um, and, um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, so my father, you know, he was in jail for about, I don't, you know, at the time kind of, it, it kind of eludes you. It like things just happen and it's chaos, yeah. it's confusion, but he did end up getting sober in jail. He realized that he was an alcoholic. Anytime he would drink, he would black out and anyone in his path, he would cause, you know, chaos and craziness. Um, and so he realized once he picked up the big book um, in jail that he was an alcoholic. So he came out at this time, he had four children, my little sisters, um, uh, Emily and Tony. So they, they were a part of this too as well. And, um, he ended up going to court and, and getting custody of all four of his children. Wow. So quite a warrior my father was. And that's one thing that he taught me was, you know, he just showed up to life with all of his, his addiction, his battles, his wounds, everything. He just showed up. And so to get to see the side of addiction, to get to see like, um, you know, the rawness of it. You know, I got to see like my father um, in his addiction, out of his addiction, 
fighting for his addiction, talking about it, uh, and he was always very honest about it. So I always asked him questions. He was always honest. And so that's how I got really the front seat of, of this addiction. And, um, you know, not only that, so my father raised us, and he did really well for a lot did, of years. Did he, get, did he get sober and stay sober when he left jail? Was that where he found his recovery? Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's did. huge. He did. He really did. And it's like he just – yeah, he loved his kids. You know, we were his everything and he just did the best that he could and he showed up for us and it wasn't pretty all the time and he wasn't perfect, but he just showed up as him and he was honest about that. And so with his honesty and with his rawness and his integrity, I mean, he was a Marine, you know, he was a proud veteran and he just, you know, he just showed up the way that he was and all and the way he knew how, you know, that's impressive. Yeah, that's really yeah. impressive. Yeah. yeah. He really just instilled so much into me and I can't, I don't even think there's words to really to tell mm -hmm. you, but like I show up here today with like my ancestors and everything I went through and everything I had to battle to overcome it and to get where I am today to help lead other people out of it. And it's like, I see it from every angle. I mean, you know, my father stayed sober up until about the time I went to college. And what happened was he had neck surgery. So here comes the neck surgery. This was probably around 2000, year 2000-ish. And uh, he, <coughs> of course, he was prescribed opiates, you know. Mm -hmm. And that took him on another wild ride. Mm. Anyway, so, you know, actually in 2016, my father lost his battle. Mm. Um, he he took a combination of fentanyl and cocaine and he had a heart attack. Oh, wow. Uh, <clears throat> so before that though, he was actually battling, uh, he was fighting hard back. He was fighting so hard. He, um, he got sober for a good two years before he passed away. He was obviously, um, you know, it always creeps back in, you know, and, uh, he wasn't one to go get help and to be in these, um, be a part of, uh, you know, groups and such, you know, he was very much a loner and, he had a lot of strength within him, but, you know, at this time he was dating this woman who was an alcoholic. He was trying to help her. And so he was actually putting himself at risk, um, you know, and putting himself in these situations that he shouldn't have been in. So anyway, he goes out one night and he goes and uses with his girlfriend and he has a heart attack and he dies um, from, from ultimately from addiction. Mm -hmm. um, he'll make it clear though, when he comes through spirit that he did not overdose. He'll tell you that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I've had uh, someone say that he didn't overdose. I'm like, I know, but he had a heart attack yeah. <laughs> due to drugs, you know? Um, anyway, so backtrack now backtrack. Okay. So I'm now, let's just backtrack. I'm going to try to like uh, paint a picture for you. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, now I'm saying I'm, I'm married. This is uh, 2008. I'm married. I have a beautiful family. I have a daughter and a son. Now they're 16 and 11. Mm -hmm. I'm married. I've been married now about 11 years. Um, I've now healed from my childhood trauma and my own stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Using EFT tapping mm -hmm. and energy healing and really doing inner work. So here I am now, like this is, this is the result that you get. But so now I'm early in my marriage. My emotions are all over the place. I'm not quite sure like what's happening. I should be, I really should be happy. I have kids. I have an awesome husband. His family's mm -hmm. amazing. I have a support. But I have this like inner battle going on. So I'm on antidepressants. I was on antidepressants for over eight years. Um, and I, you know, along through those eight years, you know, I, I um, always doing that self check in, right? So I'm always checking in. 
and I just didn't know how to get out of my own shit. You know, I just didn't, excuse me. Sorry. Just okay. All right, I just, I'm just going to come out at some point. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, feel sorry. free, please feel free. Uh, but anyway, it's the realness coming out. But, um, you know, it's like, I didn't, I was just, I was like, all right, I'm not feeling good. There's something else that I need to do. There's something I'm not doing that I need to do. And like, of course the, um, the antidepressants helped a lot. They helped me to get a grip, to check, to function, right? And to be a mom and, and to show up. But there was, there was just like, there was more and I knew it. So um, I ended up meeting this woman. Her name is Angel Amy in Danvers. And I met her by accident. And so this is how the universe works. Like the universe will, will send these people to you and, um, you know, when you're ready. So it's just like perfect, perfect timing for me. And I met her at a salon I was working at at the time, because I'm also a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. Um, amongst, I wear a lot of hats, but uh, at the time I was doing hair and she came in and everyone's like, oh, that's Angel Amy. She is a medium. She's a psychic. She does oh, wow. EFT tapping. She does Reiki. And I was like, all right. So I knew mediumship. It's one of those things that I experienced as a kid. And I was always very spiritual and open, you know, and I said, but what's EFT tapping and Reiki? And so that just planted a seed for me. Now, do those so often a, do those often come together? Yes, Are they, they they're often done together. The EFT and the Reiki. Um, not necessarily together. It in my coaching packages, what I do is I, I like to so because I'm a Reiki master teacher, I have okay. uh, so I can send healing from a distance. So I do a lot of stuff online, but then at the end of the coaching session and after we do tapping, I actually send Reiki to people. Um, to just clear out anything that's just like hanging around and just to balance their energy and let them feel good in their body, you know, just to complete it all. But, um, so yeah, so uh, sorry, I lost my train of I apologize. Here. You met, you met Amy. Yeah. So Angel Amy, so here's what I did. I showed up broken, right? I showed up just so battered and, you know, and, uh, in my younger years, like, you know, I'm remarried. My ex-husband is, you know, I have an ex-husband. He's in, in recovery, if you will. I mean, so I was starting to follow those, those patterns of my parents, you know, I was starting to go in that direction. I was like, this, you know, once I had my son, I was like, Oh no, this is, you know, I valued and loved him more than myself, but I knew that I had to show up for this little boy and I wasn't going to let him live the same life I lived. Mm. So I had to figure it out, you know, and, um, anyway, show up at Angel Amy's office and she guided me in such a way that she allowed me to to just be who I was without judgment, right? That's huge. Part, that's a huge part of healing. You have to be with someone that just is just there for you. They can hold space for you. They're not judging you. They're guiding you with love, and um, and they just allow you to go through your journey. So she she was there, and you know I'm talking about my story, and I come in with all this crazy energy, and I'm like I'm just depressed. I'm this. I'm that, and and um, she pulled a lot out of me, you know. Because I had a really solid wall up. I mean, I didn't let too many people in and tell them that, you know, I had a lot of pride and stuff like my father, right? I just, so, um, and I'm also in the, I was also in the military. I'm also a United States Marine as well. So it's not very easy to drop your pride, right? (laughs) So so I went in and, and, you know, she's, she's, she did Reiki with me. And the first time I ever did Reiki, it was like the most amazing experience I could possibly have at that time because before I saw her, I had a lot of um, obviously anxiety and depression, but there was also physical symptoms happening mm-hmm. where, you know, my stomach was like always hurting me. This happened for a good year. My stomach hurts, my stomach hurts. I would tell my husband, my stomach hurts. I don't know what's going on, but intuitively I knew there was something else. Right. And I just didn't know. I had no clue. 
Um, and when she ever went over to my stomach area, she said, Bonnie, she goes, I released more fear out of your stomach than I've seen in anybody. So, you know, I leave her office. All of these things are just like, you know, she planted all these seeds. I'm feeling amazing in my body. At this time, I actually started working for Danvers Detox. Mm. I'm there as a recovery uh, specialist. I'm, I'm there just to love people, right? At this time, I, I know no boundaries. I don't know that I'm being triggered. I just want to love everybody. And, and, you know, you go in with a good heart, but you have to realize that like, if you don't do the, the inner healing that you, you can take on too much and get overwhelmed really quickly. Right. So that's one thing that I learned along the way there. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that you could take on from other people at a, de a detox. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> the energy there is very, not any fault of theirs, but you know, their energy is just really low. They mm -hmm. went through a lot of things. Their energy is low. They're at a time of their life where, you know, they just have a lot going on. So. Um, I just learned so much along the way, you know, as far as my own energy, what, how I felt around other people and, and, and all that. But, um, so, you know, I go have that Reiki session. I, and I literally can, I finally, I get to Danvers detox. Actually, I think I worked the same day. I go there and I'm like taking these really deep breaths. It was like, I was like this clear channel. Mm -hmm. I finally felt so good in my body. And I was like, this is insane. I go my whole life. Everyone's been using drugs. And uh, I go, how is it possible for me to feel this good in my body? Like my lower back used to go out every month. My stomach was killing me. I started getting physical symptoms from now. This all stems from our emotions, right? Yeah. So everything is energy as we know, and everything holds a vibration. So anything like any negative, any negative energy that we have experienced from our childhood, uh, we, we store it in our body in our physical bodies, right? And if we don't clear them, they will cause physical illness. This is where illness comes from. So at the time, I didn't know all that. All I know is I feel amazing in my body. And I'm like, wow, I have to tell everybody about this. You know, I, I, I'm telling everyone in detox, you got to go get energy healing. You have to go do this. You know, and I'm like telling them to do visualizations. And these are all things I just learned. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so good in my body. And, you know, and just I wanted them all to know because that's ultimately what we're all searching for. We're all searching right. for peace. We're all searching for love. We're looking for connection, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, and, and we know like we're suffering, but we just don't know how to do it. We don't know how to like get ourselves out of this crap that we're in. Right. <laughs> so were, pe anyway. were people actually like taking the advice or direction? Like, did you, did you get anybody to go do this stuff or? I don't know because I was in the detox and you know how that goes. Like yeah, they're, in, they're, out, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. I see them every two weeks. So I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm glad you're back. You know, but can't really, can't really follow up with them at that level of care. So can't follow, you can't follow yeah. up with them, unfortunately, but I had many of them reach out and say, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much that's for spending great. time with me. Like you're the only one that talks to me. I'm like, well, I get in trouble for talking, but that's okay. Like I'll do whatever <laughs> I have to to help you. So just let's yeah. talk. So yeah, I would show up my bubbly self and I would just spread love because that's all I could give at the time, you know, um, and whatever I could learn, I would tell them and, and I would just like encourage them to go further and, and please go to like, go to further treatment. Some of them didn't even know what further treatment was. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh God, we gotta just go further. Go. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so it was quite the experience. And from there, I, cause I really wanted to figure out addiction. So, you know, I, early on in my life, I, I lost three of my aunts. I lost two uncles. I lost Wow. You know, most recently, my little brother died from endocarditis two years ago, my and my dad died three years ago. Um, loss. Yeah, and I have people in my life right now still struggling with addiction. I have my mother. Mm -hmm. I have my, li my little brother, Tommy, who uh, him and I went to the uh, foster home together, right? So him and I, like, connected at the hip there, and 
Uh, and I have a little sister that's still struggling and she lost her kids to the system and she's battling. I have little cousins that are still using. I'm like, oh my God, people like, just like, I don't, you know, it's, it's such a hard thing. It's so hard. much addiction. Ah, it's all over the place in, in my life. So obviously this is my purpose. This is my mm -hmm. passion and I had to figure it out. So I, I, you know, I, I worked in every situation you could in, in the, um, recovery world. Like I went to Danvers detox. I wanted to know more. I ended up working for North Suffolk. I became a recovery coach. Like I wanted to know more. I'm like, how do I help people? What am I doing? Right. And I realized, and I worked for Bridgewell and I worked for the, uh, on call at the ER at the union hospital. And mm. I worked with Capic on the streets with the homeless people. And we wow. set up a shower unit and we shower them outside. Like I wanted to know every angle of everything because that's who I am. I want to figure it out. Um, and you know, I just, and with my own healing journey, like I literally took, it took me two years using EFT tapping and Reiki and energy healing to pull myself out. Like after doing my healing, I am totally off my antidepressants for over two years now. Wow. That's huge. I'm the most happy I've ever been. I feel really good in my body. My body is great. I'm healthy. I'm, it's like, you know, uh, my message is like, we can heal from these, these emotions and these emotions aren't necessarily our fault, you know? And like my father did the best he could. Did he damage the shit out of me? Yes. You know, did I, did I have a lot of fear? Did I have a lot of, you know, um, lack? We were, we were poor, you know, things like that. So like as a child, we just absorb and <clears throat> see and take on everything. And then we carry that into our adulthood. Right. And so here we are showing up as adults. We're grown at, grown people and we're just like what the heck mm. like I'm a hot mess <laughs> so you said it's a, you spent two years doing the um the the tapping and the Reiki is that right yes yes so what I did it's called the personal peace procedure and I literally had to go from the very earliest memory of the crappiest m memory that I could possibly think of right so the very first crappy memory you write it down and you go through the whole list and that, mm. some of us have a really pretty big list but as you tap on each thing right so you tap on each thing and you check in with yourself all right what am i so i remember this one event i remember fear then you mm -hmm. then you gauge it is it a zero to a 10 10 being the worst well it was a 10 right so my memory in my head was a 10 and you literally start to tap on it and tapping is all tapping is it's a emo emotional freedom technique it frees you from from your emotions and it's okay. tapping on meridian points on your body because we're all energy right there's an energetic mm -hmm. system here um, and so all it basically is, is tapping on these meridian points, um, and talking about the issue at hand. And then you, you're going to go through all these, like these points. So Maureen tapped with me. She knows it's, it's pretty it's basic. You, it's you tapping on yourself, correct? So it's, it's you it's, tapping it's like, on yourself. Yeah. It's like yep. a self-soothing technique that you can do even and, when nobody else is around. Right? And they're, they're actually, they're actually acupressure points, right? They're acupuncture. Yeah. Yep, they're acupressure po points. So it's like acupressure acupuncture but without the needles yep. so it's a self-help tool so this is why it's so wow. imperative that i get it out to the recovery world because even if the people that are working around these people have the tool they can at least have that extra tool with them because here's the thing like i mean from experience i only speak from experience i had this 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 moment after i got off my antidepressants that stuff started to come out it started to bubble up mm -hmm. because i suppressed it or it was just it was just dormant right because that's what antidepressants do so I come off my medicine and all of a sudden something about going up to Maine with my husband made me feel unsafe because unsafe is part of my story right. as a child. Everything in my life as a child was unpredictable and unsafe. 
So I'm in the middle of the woods. I'm, I'm, we're driving. We're going to do a bog walk. I have my two dogs in the car. And wouldn't you think like you'd be like so happy and excited? No, my body remembered something that I didn't. Because mm. mentally I'm like, I'm, I know I'm safe, but my body is like, oh, crap. What is mm. this? So immediately I go, honey, I don't know. I look over at my husband. I go, I don't know what's going on, but I feel really like I'm going to jump out of my skin. So I almost like an anxiety attack. <clears throat> so he knows that I've been tapping. He's like, you're safe. You're safe. But I start to tap, right? I'm like, when I start tapping and it went right away. It wow. went away like immediately. So that's, a pretty, is, that's a pretty uh, effective tool. It's so effective. And it's, it's literally like scientifically, scientifically proven. Um, so, it, you know, you can look it, look it all up. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought it was really, you know, I thought this was interesting when we did it. And then I went this um, a, a couple weeks ago to um, a three-day training on trauma. Okay. With with Bessel Vanderbilt, okay. mess his name up, <clears throat> who was like the man for trauma. He wrote the uh, the book The Body Keeps the Score. Okay. So this is like the book that everybody refers to when they're when they're you know dealing with trauma. He runs, I can't remember the name of it in Cambridge. Is it the Justice Resource Institute? JRI. I'm not quite sure. It's it's like this huge. Um, it, it's he's he's it. You know okay. what I mean? And he was during the during the class. He said that he teaches everybody tapping. Before he starts yeah. digging up the trauma, wow! Because that's how much he believes in it. So basically, the giving them the tool to deal with the stuff he's about to bring up, right? right. I mean, that would exactly. be that would be a, a fantastic tool if it was, you know, applied throughout treatment. Yeah, I you just know? thought I mean, this was think great. of everything that comes up during the first thirty days of treatment when you're all of a sudden sober exactly. again, and have to yeah. face all of your all of the stuff that's been happening, all the the wreckage of your addiction, right? Or even cravings. I was thinking, sure. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I just thought, wow. I mean, you know. You read about things, but when somebody like that, mm -hmm. who's, a, who's, you know, this is a man of science. This right. is not anybody that does anything just, right. um, yeah. And he was absolutely, this is the first thing he teaches anybody. Talked about um, a lot about energy work and a lot about yoga mm -hmm. and um, yes. about being in your back in your body. This was okay. like a, another way to do that when, you know, you're like you were saying, like you're safe, you're here right now, yes. you're fine. And um, I just thought that that was amazing that is. because I had heard about this, you know, and then like you said, you showed, you showed me a little bit and I thought yeah. it was interesting. But um, when you have people like that, like the, the talking about it, I think that um, you're absolutely right. It's, it's something that people need to know about. Yes. And that's it may exactly not be for I, everybody, right? It may not be for everybody, but right. it's definitely a tool. And if somebody, yes. somebody like that is using it, I think that, you know, that, that gives it a lot of, um, um, credibility credibility thank sure. you right. i mean my, my oh, only experience with the reiki is i went out to uh sierra tucson and uh did a professional weekend out there and they had they, they brought in these samples of everything that they were doing they were you know t talking about our, our chinese zodiac signs and they were nice. talking about uh they did reiki and you know i i i personally i don't know if i was close to it i just didn't i, I didn't know what i was looking for what kind of experience i was getting right. plus it was a professional weekend so i wasn't exactly like open, <laughs> right, um, right. you know, but it, it definitely seemed like, um, you know, a useful tool to have in a program like that. Cause even if, you know, if you've got 60 clients or patients and you know, 10 right. of them can benefit from that, that's right. a 10, that's 10 people that will have tools. So. Even one, even one. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Even one. So I, you know, and I know you guys know this, but it early in early recovery, cause I witnessed it firsthand, of course, like at Danvers treatment center. I mean, these people are are so anxious and they're jumping out of the skin and they're they're ready just to go use and and so what's going to keep them there you know and it's like well you know they're being triggered left and right and it's just like a lot of them just grabbed their bags and ran and it's like oh i wish that there was something you could say or do but 
and then also working for North Suffolk. You know, I worked for the Meridian House for a little while, and there were some people in there walking around. Of course, they have a lot of stuff. They're in early recovery. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff starts to come up. They're starting to realize things. It's, you know, they're going through some some really, really trying times in their life. And um, you know, and it just just knowing EFT, like they're desperate. I'm, you know, I had this one guy who was like over six feet. He was this real big guy, and he was pacing the hallways. And I'm going. I go, you all right, buddy? He just like came in. He was new. And I was like, how you doing? He's like, ah, I'm jumping out of my skin. I'm like, I can see that. I'm like, all right. So I have this tool and it's called EFT tapping. And I explained it to him. I said, would you be interested? He goes, I'll do anything. Because yeah. he was literally ready to like, and he couldn't leave because, you know, he had to, you know, he would end up in jail, this whole thing. So he's like, didn't know what to do. And I, I taught him tapping. So from that point on, like every time I saw him, he was smiling. He was thinking about yeah. his future. He said, I'm going to, you know, he's like, and everyone was obviously lovingly making fun of him because he'd be yeah. tapping as he walked down the hallways. And, but like, just to see him smile, to see him, this big guy that's been, you know, his story was huge. I mean, he was stabbed up almost dead a bunch of times and all these things happened to this poor guy. And I said, you know what? You don't ever have to go back there. Just start from here and go forward. And you know, and you can release just you can like heal yourself from this slowly, take your time, honor yourself, but just keep going. Right. And mm. so every time I saw him, this big guy, like so happy. And I was like, this, I'm like, this has to be in the recovery field, period. It just has to be. Oh, I agree. You know? I agree. I mean, every tool helps. Like if you're talking yeah. about just being Absolutely. able to deal with the cravings, I mean, we talk, you know, we always talk about how, you know, when you're struggling with substance abuse, I mean, substances aren't the problem. They're the solution to the problem, you know? And so they're the only solution we have at the time. And then when we get sober, being sober without another solution sucks. It's horrible. It feels terrible. Like life is full of pain that we don't know how to deal with. And so, you know, every tool, no matter what it is, even, even if it's, uh, you know, added to other things could be beneficial. Um, are, Are these techniques being applied in any programs that you're aware of? No, I, not that I know of. I, I've been trying to get it in there, but, you know, with a, no one has the money to give. No one has the uh, – it, it doesn't insurance doesn't cover it. So it's like weird. Right. And then it's like, well, you know, everyone's so busy in the recovery world that they're just doing their thing, right? And it's like I try to reach out to these people because I networked for so many years. I know, like, a good amount of people. And I said, well, I'll even travel to your sober homes, and I'll do this, and I'll do that. And it's like <laughs> I don't know where to go because I just know like I know how I, first of all I know like in early recovery that's like the thin ice that they're on I know how imperative it is to grab them and get a hold of them then because right. obviously we want to save lives right we don't want people to go out there and, and die of course right that's my mission is to help people to have this tool so that mm-hmm. they can um, you know just just keep going forward instead of that that early recovery is just that's when they're the most vulnerable the most you know, and it's like, it's a scary time. I mean, I worry about people all the time. And I'm like, I know, like, they're on thin ice. I know all it takes is one negative thought. And mm-hmm. how can we at least give them their power back too? like having this, this tool gives them their power back, in a yeah. sense, it gives them something they can do for themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's all about um, self soothing. I mean, that's what the substance abuse is. It's a self soothing technique. So I mean, if you can't replace it with another self soothing technique, yeah. then <laughs> you know, you're at the mercy of, well, I have to be, you know, I've got to go see my therapist or I've got to take my medication. But right. once you, when you can, you know, uh, adopt these new self-soothing techniques that you can do in the moment, like when you were walking around with your husband and, you know, you're like, yeah. I'm freaking out, but then you're able to do yeah. something right there. It's not, I'm freaking out. I need to call somebody or I need to go someplace. It's, or I need to take right. a pill. Or I need to take a pill. Or, exactly. yeah. I can do this. Yeah. Uh, just give me a second. Let me do this thing. And, and you can pull yourself out of it. That's empowering. 
course. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I can't, I mean, and then another thing I realized, right, because I said I was, I was binge drinking for a little while. So when I checked back in with myself as I was trying to relax, right, we to give ourselves those, mm-hmm. uh, those excuses, I have to relax, but it was really my coping for my emotions that were happening before I actually healed. And once I healed, I realized that I no longer crave alcohol like I don't care to drink at all and so that's another thing is is I'm trying to help people to it's like relapse prevention and you know it's just amazing there's so much that it's it's just amazing it literally can free you from everything and and give you a fresh new start if you're willing to put in the work like I did the personal peace procedure it took me over two years to do it was a journey it's not something you can just rush through and um, but each time you do it you're healing and you're moving forward and you're again, empowerment and Bonnie, do you know how it works? What, how, what's like, I know you're, you're tapping on, 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 um, acupuncture points or acupressure points. So how, how exactly is that? What does that do? Do you know? Um, so I have some uh, information here, actually. Let me see if I can pull something up real quick. Um, I wish I could find the words right now, but let me just see if I can pull something up real quick for you. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming if it's like Reiki, it just moves the energy around, right? Exactly. So what? It, so here. So here's basically what it is. Okay. So every emotion is has an energetic charge behind it, right? So whether it be negative or or positive, there's a there's a a vibration that goes into it. So anything negative we store in our body, right? Any negative. Um, everything carries like this vibration. And so what happens is like our emotions stay stuck in our system. So EFT tapping is helping you to release that energy from your body to bring your balance, your body back into balance, back into homeostasis, back into where it's supposed to be. So then your body can actually heal itself. Mm. So it's, you know, it's really just releasing yourself from these things. Um, whether that be like negative thought patterns, that be fear, guilt, uh, grief, um, embarrassment, or sadness, or like all of us, are, we're emotional beings. And what we do is we actually take these things on and, and we claim them claim them as our truth. And that's even with, with like illnesses, people say, oh, I have this, and they claim it. And so I'm a big believer in like, don't claim it. Don't, you know, I don't even... I, I question everything, you know, I question everything. Like people say, Oh, this is hereditary. I'm like, but is it, mm. you know, like I really want to know, like this, it's all about the energy. Um, and the more that we clear out, the more work we do, we never have to look at it again. It's never going to trigger us the, you know, and it never will have the hold on us again. Like I've literally cleared everything and now I can move on into who I'm supposed to be. And, you know, um, without all that baggage and all that heaviness and depression and anxiety and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So it's a beautiful thing. And I, you know, I only speak from my experience and I know how profound it is. And, you know, I told you, I went to Angel Amy in Danvers and she also has a very similar story to me and she healed herself using EFT tapping, doing the personal peace procedure, you know? And so this is something that's been, you know, uh, Gary Craig, he's the one who developed the developed EFT tapping he simplified it so it's easy for everyone to use at one point it was like this long drawn out process it's literally Mm -hmm. streamlined it's very easy to use it's you know it's easy to understand but um if anyone Uh, wants sorry go ahead I was gonna say and the EFT is it's emotional freedom technique is that what it is okay yeah all right yep it literally frees you from whatever emotion that's going on so for instance like even when I tapped with Maureen Maureen at the time you know was just like, you know, how we get into those places where just like our energy is like, ah, like I have so much going on and I'm like, I'm kind of in my head. I'm not really sure I'm going. So this is what we do. We're human, right? We have stuff going on and things arise, things come up. So once you do a couple of rounds of EFT, it literally like 
deflates your energy and allows you to think clearly and make good decisions. Like it's right. clearing you from it. So you can finally whew, breathe and be like, all right, I got this. You know, mm -hmm. I got this. It's, you know, it's not as like, you know, so it literally like, it just deflates the charge behind the emotion allows you to handle life more effectively, <laughs> you know, That's instead huge. of being in that, Oh crap moment. And then making bad decisions left and right. And like, I don't know how I got here. Well, we're acting on our emotions, yeah. you know, yeah. People make decisions based on fear, based on lack, based on all these crappy things, right? Well, who doesn't want to be emotionally free? <laughs> right. <laughs> you well, know? I was determined because I suffered so bad in my own body. Like I knew and I saw everyone around me suffering. All I saw was suffering. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is this has got to be more to this or else I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> right? It's really interesting, you know, I, I because I've like I've done Reiki and I've um I went to acupuncture for I don't know, probably about a year and a half steadily mm -hmm. um, because I had um, three, four herniated discs in my back and a compression fracture. I mean, wow. and so these are wow. things you can actually see. Yeah. You know, and, and, wow. and you can't say, well, you know, it's in your head and <laughs> now it's better and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, there's no proof either way. I mean, you can actually, you, they did MRIs, you can see they wanted yeah. to operate. And before it, I was operated on, I said, let me just try one more thing. And I mm -hmm. started to try the acupuncture and it didn't yeah. happen overnight, but over the course right. of, it probably it was I would say steadily for about a year and then on and off for another year, mm -hmm. and that was about ten years ago, maybe no wow. about fifteen years ago, and my back has never gone out again. Yeah. And I spent my I mean this was from a car accident, mm -hmm. so I Amen. spent years with all that. So I really really believe in the energy work. Well, have you you know and I mean. Obviously, you know, acupuncture definitely helps. I, I think um, they used to use it in a lot of the detox protocols that, the, you know, they, they would mix it into that. Uh, yeah. There's a device that's coming out now. Mm -hmm. it, have you heard of the bridge? I've heard, heard about it. I don't know enough so about it's, it to um, talk about it's, it. It's a, I mean, it's an electric device. It's a, stimulant, uh, a stimulating device they put on, the, on your ear. And mm -hmm. it just connects to pressure points in your ear. And it provides these uh, electric stimuli or vibrations in your ear. Right. And I've watched videos of people that just hitting those pressure points with that vibration or that uh, um, uh, electric stimulus uh, relieves the uh, withdrawal symptoms almost immediately. Right. Um, I watch videos. Like, I, I mean, I, I have to question like you do. I'm like, right. is that real? Because <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I yeah. felt withdrawals and I know how significant they are. And for it to just be gone without a medication... It was yep. crazy, uh, but they are. Yeah. They're just hitting those pressure points in the ears uh, and connecting these uh, um, electric stimulus to it. I have a girl right now that's um, in Gosnold, and they're using it. Oh, they're using the bridge. There. They're using oh, acupuncture, acupuncture there. Yeah. And um, I think know, they do the same thing with the ears. Maybe. Um, yeah. That there's a spot there that they're really trying to connect with, which I assume has to do with the body's energy and. Yeah, uh, they might be connected. So. Well, she was withdrawn from Suboxone, and she sounded awful good. So uh, maybe this, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, I happen to know that the withdrawal from Suboxone is not no. easy. So yeah. that's uh, that's good that she's able to get that support. So yeah. So I mean, each each uh, you know, EFT. This is just the basics that I'm telling talking to you about. But there's more to it, obviously. And um, but each point that you tap on is associated and connected to one of your major organs, right? Mm -hmm. And so that we store energy in, in different parts of our body. So if you think about the gallbladder, right, actually fear is what gets stored in the gallbladder. So if you see people getting their gallbladders out, there's an emotion that's attached to that. So I just encourage people to keep doing their own inner, like just keep paying attention to yourself. Uh, you know, there's always an emotion behind a physical ailment. Usually, and of course, if you get into a car accident, it's different. 
But, um, you know, when, when you go through these traumas and things like be gentle with yourself, allow yourself to feel these emotions, let them pass, let them be what they got to be, cry it out, yell it out, whatever you got to do, right? But don't self-harm and don't hurt yourself. Right. Be positive. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I really think you hit the nail on the head with the empower, empowerment piece because, you know, they're going out and they're going to doctors, they're going to get their pills, they're going to get this, they're going to get that. But where are the tools for them to take on and take action in their own life? And, and so empowering them, giving them tools, giving them these, these different things. And I also also think obviously there's there's a lot to addiction there's not one way to um to you know um to tackle addiction as we know or else we would have done it by now but right. there's it just it's each and every person has their own truth in their own way and at their own path and i think if everyone just taps in they you know tap into what you need and start to just follow the signs follow your body follow your just knowing people know we have intuition mm -hmm. like you know what you need like start to take those action steps and get where you need to get to with without judgment, you know, mm -hmm. without battle, like beating yourself up over it. Like, oh, I got to be on Suboxone. Well, if that's what you feel like is best for you, then you go ahead and do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was on antidepressants and I actually felt terrible about doing it because I felt like I was weak. I felt mm -hmm. like I w wasn't strong enough to overcome this. Right. But then I also knew that I I was not strong enough to overcome it alone right. and I needed that help. So you have so to it's kind of bridge the gap. You needed yeah. to get something to, something you, to help you get over that that hump. Exactly. So whatever yeah. it is for you, just honor that path, mm -hmm. honor it. There's no, yeah. all these outside judgments, like you got to just push mm -hmm. that aside and, and, and come back in and just say, all right, what do I need? Right. And, and let me just focus on me, you know? So, so now do you have a, uh, you have a practice? I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that or? So, yes. So I, um, so you know, I'm a recovery coach and all that stuff. So I actually just opened a place up in York, Maine. Um, mm. I right now I'm working solely online. I get a lot of people online. Wow. So I do Zoom calls just like this and I meet them right where they're at and I yep. just give them, I, I can check in with people. Like I know where they're at because I've studied people long enough to know in myself mm -hmm. that I can see exactly where they're at. And I try to just go with their energy and, and see where I want to take this, right? I'm not going to just, there's no like set way, right? Again, yeah. there's every person is different. Everybody receives things differently. Everyone, you know, it's, it's really like I tap into them. I see where they're at and I just gently guide them along. And, you know, and when people want it, like for me, when I showed up to my um, coach's office, I said, I'll do whatever it takes so I can like feel better in my body. And I literally you know, had to show up for myself. I had to pay the money. I had to take the two years yeah. on and off and, and be consistent with it. I had to love myself through it and I had to have faith. And, yeah. and, um, and that's what I just, I tell people that want to work with me, like show up for yourself. There's no excuses. We can't make excuses anymore. You're worthy. You're loved. Like let's pull yourself out of this. And so I just meet everybody where they're at mm -hmm. and, um, and I gently guide them along and I tell them everything that I know, everything I went through, this is how, you know, and, and allow them to also, do what's best for them. You know, right. it's not my way or the highway. It's like, this is what I did. Take what resonates and leave the rest. You know, that's what we all should be doing. Now, you know? if our, if our listeners, cause it sounds like you can work with anybody anywhere, even though you're up in York. Um, yeah. So if our listeners, whether it's, you know, a person in recovery or a family member or just somebody who's struggling uh, and would like to contact you about that, how could they do that? Yep. So my website is fireflyspirit.com and my email is bonnie peterson at fireflyspirit.com. All my information um, and all my stories and everything about me is on my website. Okay. Um, so that's a great way to 
to start. You can start there or I'm on Facebook as well. And I'm Firefly Spirit Coaching and Healing. And so I have a Facebook uh, business page that I do a lot of lives on. And I, you know, I talk about certain th different things and energy and, and I'm trying to get people motivated to just pull themselves out of it because I'm so like, first of all, like, it's just a big old lie, like all these things that was packed into us and we can undo it and, and really live in the flow of life and really live abundantly and happily and it with peace in our body. And like, so if I can do it, you can do it. And so like, let's get to it. You know, I just right. want to just like, come on people, we got this. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I love it. I yeah. It. I'm excited uh, to introduce this to the families that I work with that, because they've had a lot of trauma. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm excited Absolutely. about that. Yep. It's amazing. It literally is so amazing. And, you know, it's like, you know, you feel the effects uh, immediately in your body. You feel it, but also then your perception and your, everything changes. The way that you think changes. Mm -hmm. You start to feel more peaceful. You start to, you can handle life easily. Like there's so many things that come with EFT tapping. It's not just this physical, it's mental and emotional. And it's, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing tool. And I'm actually trying to get my sister, Emily, who works with, um, she works with uh, kids, you know, in a school. And I said, you know, it's really amazing for kids because yeah. kids also need these tools. So EFT should be known. It's, it's a, an amazing tool. Everyone should know it. And I'm actually surprised that not everyone knows about it yet. I'm like, wow, yeah. this has to get this out the there. It's the first time I heard about it. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Maybe you can do this. Maybe you can't. But I feel like I figured I'd ask because I know our listeners, you know, tend to, uh, you know, listen to our show and, and try to understand the services that are available and try things out for themselves. Is there... Yeah. You know, I know some people are listening to this by audio in their car or at the gym or they're watching this video on YouTube, but yep. is there a an EFT tapping that maybe somebody could try? Um, you know, is there something that somebody could try, you know, just as a beginner, somebody who doesn't really know anything about it, you know, if they're having a difficult day or if they're just listening right now and they're kind of stressed out, is there something like a simple tapping technique that they could try that you could explain to us that might inspire them to go learn more about it? Um, well, I always uh, tell people, like, if you want to learn tapping, you can go on YouTube. There's a million different oh. – um, there's a lot of really good videos actually out there that teach you the basics. And literally, it's whatever emotion is coming up through you. You can go on YouTube and say, EFT tapping for this, EFT okay. tapping for that. So there's a yep. lot out there, actually. Um, and there are there are very simple techniques. I mean, there's – you know, when I first started learning EFT tapping, the one thing I brought to Danvers Treatment Center was tap on these two points. It's about four inches below your collarbone. I use two hands and I tap in this little soft spot. You'll feel it here. And I tap and I say, yeah. I feel the anxiety leaving my body now, right? I feel the anxiety leaving my body now. And you want to take a deep breath and you just want to let it all go. And you just okay. keep tapping right in the spot. I feel the anxiety leaving my body now. And this will literally change pe people's like, you know, you go from like, ah, to whew. Okay. Know? So that's one, that's one. But so I mean, about four inches down from the collarbone, there's a little yep. soft spot and you just kind of tap that. Yep. And You can and, tap or you can rub, you can just okay. rub. And you know what the amazing thing about this is once you get into it and you start to do this work, you can literally use your own mind mm -hmm. and you can actually just envision yourself tapping and your mm -hmm. body will relax. Oh, wow. So it's, it's that powerful. It really is. And I'm just, I'm fired up over it and I, you know, <laughs> I, I just got certified not long ago. I, I took two years myself to use this tool. I know how profound it is. Um, I'm no expert in it. All I know is that it's, it's an amazing tool. It has to be out there. And I just needed to tell the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate so you. I appreciate you telling us because, I mean, I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm just learning about yeah. this. So. Yeah. It's um, amazing. 
Now, we always ask a question of our guests, and I'll, I'll ask you this question. Do you want to ask? No, you okay. do it so well. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is, uh, you know, the show is collateral damage, and so we're constantly talking about the impact that this has on our community and our families and stuff like that. But I'm curious to know if there was one thing that you could change uh, about the way that we're dealing with or addressing or talking about addiction, what would that be? Um, you guys in particular or just like the world or – just world. everywhere. I mean, the way we're, the way we're approaching this. I mean, is there any, do you have any insight as to something that you'd want to see different or change? I really, honestly, I have to say this because it's like one of those things like, you know, when you work in a, when you work for a company, right, you're very much put in a box. And so we're very much all about, we're all about our titles, right? And so those yep. titles, I like, keep each and every one of us different and separate, which we're not separate. So if we could just open up our minds and just like remember what the bigger picture is, and the bigger picture is is to spread love and hope and, and, and teach people tools to get them to a further place. And if we're saying like, oh, I can only help you this far because of insurance, or if I can only help you this far because of this, that, and the other bullshit story that we tell right. ourselves, right? Um, you know, that really, that really bothers me because I actually work for God. I work for – I work for – the people I work for, you know, us as a collective. And it's like, if we're going to, we're going to stay stuck that way. If, if we're going to keep putting these labels on each other and saying, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that, and this, that, and that's bad. And that's good. If we could just release judgment and open up and open up our, and, and open up the, the boundaries, not the boundaries, but open up the, the just open up a little bit more. Um, yeah. You know, for instance, I worked for, I worked with Danvers, detox right and so as I'm going through that I'm also doing the recovery coaching and then I come back and I'm doing and so I'm back in Danvers detox and I tell this guy I'm like hey so when you get out I'm a recovery coach like if you need help further yeah. if you don't go for the further treatment and you get out there and you don't know what to do reach out to me the nurse goes oh no you can't do that because that's this that and the other and I said I don't work for one place I work for the you know what's the bigger picture here and so I really just number one like the labels and the that kind of thing, I think, is uh, what's keeping us really stuck. And mm -hmm. um, and whether it be like it's within the community, you know, it's 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 a, the whole debate whether you're clean, you're not clean, suboxone, mm -hmm. this, that, the other. Who gives a shit? It's yeah. um, <laughs> it's literally like to each his own. And if yep. they're being honest with themselves, right, that's up mm -hmm. to them. If they're being honest with themselves, then great. Then do what's best for you, and don't worry about the people. But you know, it's all about being honest and doing what's best for you and not care. Like this shouldn't be judgment. It sounds like almost like it's the, like the industry needs to change the way that they see somebody who needs to get well. It's not compartmentalizing everything. You get a little mm -hmm. bit of this, a little bit of that based on what your insurance will cover and stuff, but actually seeing them rigid. as a human being yeah. and helping them get well. Yeah. No, that's yeah, great. And rigid. that's like see past it, see past all of this, see past the insurance, see past it. Like, what is the goal? The goal is these are human beings that are struggling, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't have insurance, so you can't go here. You don't have this, so you can't go there. And it's like, we just got to come together and collaborate more. And I said this to Maureen, it's, I got this, like, this thing, and it's like togetherness, togetherness, togetherness. Mm -hmm. It's loud and clear. It's like, if we keep with these labels and this crap and this, we're all separate people trying to do the same thing. Like come together, come together yeah. for God's sakes. <laughs> well, hopefully they're listening. Come together. I hope, so. <laughs> I hope so. Because you know, like when I, when I show up to these things, you know, I'm showing up like in honor of my loved ones who, who have mm -hmm. passed and, and all the things that I have experienced. And, and so like, I'm passionate about this because my loved ones suffered, they suffered hard and then there was so much judgment. So they didn't get help and they stayed mm -hmm. stuck and they, you know, it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. Like if we just all drop down our wall a little bit mm -hmm. more, love people where they're at, stop judging, love yourself first, right? Because judgment mm -hmm. comes from 
from within. They're judging because they're afraid of something. So it's all yeah. about us doing our own work and, 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 you know, putting love back into us. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. It's great, Bonnie. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on and sharing all about this. As I said before, it was very nice to learn. Um, and yeah. I always like to know about the different things and I know our listeners do too. Um, but thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure. I'll make sure that we have uh, your information up uh, in the thank show you. notes. So if anybody does want to contact you or connect with you or ask questions, they can go on your website or join you on Facebook. Thank and um, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank today. you guys so much. I'm so thank grateful you. for this opportunity. Yeah. yeah thank welcome. you so much. And I just, I, Pray for the best for everybody. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're thank you, welcome. Bonnie. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.